The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice with bands such as Simon Fraser University, Inverarian District, and many, many more playing G1 products. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. <laughs> I know, I keep saying it, but another week's rolled round, and the bagpiping world has... A, pff, what has happened this past week? It's just went insane. Oh, anyway, we're about to get into it, folks. Yes. <laughs> if this is your very first Big Rab Show podcast, then you're very welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping, folks. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Covering everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or even our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. That's what we're all about. That's why we're here. Yes, you're very welcome. And yeah, if you haven't checked out our back catalogue, we've got quite a big back catalogue now, over 150-odd episodes. There's bound to find some juicy content in there for you guys to enjoy, so feel free and look at our back catalogue if this is your first episode. Ah, right, let's get into things straight off the back, shall we? Straight into the domestics, as always. BigRabShow.com forward slash shop. The shop is actually going to be closing very soon. So, yes, I've already keep mentioning this, but I want to briefly mention it again on this week's podcast, just to give you a heads up. The shop on the BigRabShow.com will be shutting very, very soon. So if you get your orders in now for Rabshow merch, because that will be closing, and then you'll have no longer any chance to get any merch. So you've been warned, Okay. Alright, also you can check us out on Patreon, now you can become part of the Patreon faithful as we call you guys over there, and you can get your hands on tons of extra stuff, episodes of Big Rab Show Plus are over there, plus exclusive interviews, uh, loads of video footage as well, plus we've got tons of great plans for Patreon going forward into 2020. Uh, yeah, so loads of great stuff happening over there on our Patreon page. If you'd like to help support the show, you can. And for five bucks a month, you get your hands on tons of extra stuff. What's not to love? Now, also, don't forget to check out our promotions with, uh, yeah, the Piper's Dojos. BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo. You can get 30 days of dojo premium for just $1. Why not? Take it for a test drive. Like I say, it you know, it lifts the paywall for everything, so you get full premium access for 30 days for just $1. You have it, you know, take the whole website for a spin. You have access to absolutely everything. The one-to-one live lessons, all the Facebook groups, and there's just so much stuff. Go and check it out. Use our link, bigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. And, yeah, you too can enjoy all the amazing content over there for just a dollar for 30 days. Also, check out our good friends at Rhythm Monster. Yes, Rhythm Monster! Don't forget to use our promo code if you are going to sign up to the guys at Rhythm Monster. And uh, yeah, that promo code is uh, Big Grab Monster. Very easy to remember. Big Grab Monster. And yeah, you can get up to 10% off, I think, off your subscriptions. Whether you're signing up for a month or an annual subscription, you get 10% off. Why not? There you go. Just by listening to the podcast, you get money off. 
yeah, I'm all about that. Grand. So, also, yes, our YouTube channel, Big Rab Show on YouTube. Now, we mentioned it on last week's podcast. We did give a quite a good plug, actually, and directed you guys that way uh, because we have an exclusive YouTube-only giveaway happening over over there. I said over twice. Yeah, you need to get over onto our YouTube channel because we are in the midst of running a giveaway exclusively only for YouTube, so you need to head over there. Just type it into your search engine, The Big Rab Show on YouTube. Well worth checking out because, like I say, the giveaway is quite awesome and it's very easy to enter. So, yeah, consider that. Go over there to our YouTube channel and you'll find out what the giveaway is, what you're going to win and how you can win it. So, yeah, I'm not going to spoil that any further. Grants, let's get into some actual, yeah, piping stuff. I feel actually this week on Fuse FM Ball of Money... We had so much to cram into the space of two hours that we really just did not get through it. And that's what this podcast is about. It's a bit of a catch-up service. And we've got so much to catch up on. The bagpiping world this past week has just been insane. Insane. And to be honest, I really don't know where to start first. (laughs) You guys obviously have clicked on this week's podcast because of the title. And we're going to get talking about that later on in the show. Uh, But we've got tons of news stories to get through, first of all. Now, you guys, of course, can comment and provide your own questions and thoughts and feelings and all of that. And any of the news stories that we discuss here on the show, you can email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com Loads of you have done, actually. Now, I'm going to read out, well, let me see, one such email came in from Debbie. She said, hi, Rab. Uh, just thought I'd let you know about our event on and Saturday over here in New Zealand. There you go. Excellent. Uh, so this will be our 156th annual Turakina. Turakina. See, these are words that I can't pronounce, and this will be stuff that Rab got wrong. Yeah, 156th and the annual Turakina Highland Games. And we're all set for a fantastic day. Apparently there's around 100 soloists competing in the piping and drumming events. And there's also going to be 120 odd Highland dancers along with 11 pipe bands in the afternoon. So a packed day. It's also going to include Grade 1 Manawatu Scottish Pipe Band. Awesome stuff. Apparently the weather is forecast for a fine day with temperatures reaching 26 degrees Celsius. Not bad. Uh, So, yeah, it's a perfect day for wearing woolen kilts, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, Debbie, it is. (laughs) So apparently they'll have wee snippets and stuff throughout the day available on their Facebook page so everyone can go and check it out. Um, We'd love to hear you here. Love, would love to have you here sometime, maybe an escape from the UK winter uh, for some summer in New Zealand and catch all the pipe band action over here. Love the podcast. All the best, Debbie. Debbie, thanks very much. And yeah, I am very aware that the piping scene currently down under is in full throw, uh, especially in New Zealand as well. Well, this event's coming up this weekend. So we will be keeping our eyes peeled for content online for that on your Facebook page. So no doubt we will share it out on the Rab Show Facebook page. So you guys can get caught up on all the action and you'll never miss anything. So well worth catching. Awesome stuff. All right. Another such bit of listener mail come in. And this one's from Maureen. So, dear Rab, we are wondering if you could let your listeners know about the following. Please, that due to the calling of a general election here in the Republic of Ireland, the Leinster Solos has been rescheduled to take place on the 29th of February. There you are. You've been warned. So, this is in Rush National School, and it's in Russian County, Dublin. Uh, so, the, the event will be starting at 11 a.m. on the 29th of February. For more information, including getting your forms and stuff, contact ipba.leinster.branch at gmail.com. There you go. So, that has to be rescheduled because of the impending 
I know it sounds like impending doom, doesn't it? But yeah, the impending election coming in. So you guys hoping to get to that. There you go. I hope you're well and truly warned. Now, we've got a listener mail in from Robert. Now, this is uh, 100% stuff that Rab got wrong. So let's give the thing to him. Stop that Rab got wrong. Robert, I'm so glad you emailed in about this, mate, because I, uh, I honestly, I didn't know that I did it. And then I listened back to it, and you're 100% right, mate. So let's get on to his email. He says, Rabby baby, love you and love the potty. <laughs> what an introduction. I says, while it is certainly uh, doesn't need to be said, please know your enthusiastic, infectious energy has galvanized the piping world. Ooh, is that a good thing? Or not? I don't know. He said, if there was a Piper's Choice MBE, you'd be far and away the most deserving recipient. Oh, goodness, I don't know about that. (laughs) He goes on to say, "Uh, with that said, I can't tell whether certain vocabulary choices you make are intended for comic relief or are rather missteps in an otherwise perfect pitch approach. Hmm. He says, while it may be an accent issue, but I swear you swapped precariously for vicariously, saying, I'm stupidly excited for Winter Storm. Unfortunately, I can't make it. However, I will precariously, through yourselves, I will live precariously. Uh, Precariously means a compromised position. Yes, I do know that. Uh, For example, the Chandaram boys precariously avoid alcoholic hepatitis. Uh, by reserving one day a month for clinical observation and detox. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Uh, Vicariously, alternatively, means experiencing feelings or emotions by way of another. Yes. So he says, again, quite possible your Northern Irish brogue is to blame, but I wanted to bring it to your attention in the event that you were genuinely unaware of this distinction. Now, Robert, yes, I was, yeah... That is a classic case of me using the wrong word. I knew the word that I wanted to say, but somehow it came out precariously instead of vicariously. So, apologies. That is 100% stuff the rap got wrong. Thump, thump. 100%. So, yes, thank you. Yes, I do appreciate it, actually, whenever listeners do point stuff out to me that I get wrong. Please don't hesitate, by the way. If I do mess up or I get facts wrong and stuff like that, you know, don't feel a bit backward or a bit shy to say, Hey, Rob, you're being a buck idiot, but you fix that. You're being a total clampet. Get it fixed. You're wrong. And then it'll make, yeah, stuff that Rob got wrong. Awesome stuff. So, yeah, send us in your listener mail. BigRabShow at gmail.com. All right, now, we have got so much stuff to get through, so bear with me, folks. The piping world has been insanely busy this week. And if there is a story that I have missed or anything like that that's happened this past week or so, definitely get in contact with me because there's been so much this past week. Us and the Rap Show really struggled to get this podcast together this week. So much to keep up on. It was just insane. Well, first of all, Let's give a shout-out, shall we, to the Blackthorn Piping Society. Yes, this time last week, the Blackthorn Piper Society here in Northern Ireland opened its doors again for January. And in the month of January, they had a trio of bagpipers from St. Joseph's Pipe Band, which was absolutely awesome. Now, you should go back and have a watch at this, because these guys are kind of multi-instrumentalists. What's wrong? I can't talk the night. Yeah, Go and check that out because they play Highland Pipes, obviously, being, you know, Pipers from St. Joseph's. But they play whistles and Ullen Pipes and 
flutes and everything. Oh, it's just incredible. Well worth a watch. And it's available now on the Blackthorn Piper Society on their Facebook page. Or, of course, you can go and check out the Ulster Scots Community Network page. Yeah, because they live stream some of the content too from the night. Uh, so, yes, outstanding stuff. Also, give a shout to Tully Lagan. Uh, bagpipers were there as part of that event as well. And we're just on song, if anything. I thought they sounded fantastic. So, there we go. I think it was Mark, actually. I think it was Mark. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I don't know. I'm going to start getting stuff wrong. So, uh, in fact, I've probably got stuff wrong already. Yeah. In fact, I probably know I have. Ah, <laughs> uh, move along. Move along. Go and check out the Blackthorn Piping Society. They opened their doors last week. And, yeah, there's tons of great content up there on their Facebook page from that event. Great stuff. Okay. Speaking of events that are coming up, we've got a couple that we really should flag and put yeah out there to you guys just to draw your attention to. Kloss Kelt Pipe Band, their 2020 Vision concert is coming up. And you were well warned. This is entitled 2020 Vision, the pre-season concert. Now, it's presented by Klaus Kelt, and they will be on stage themselves. Klaus Kelt will be there. So a lot of people have been asking me that. Yeah, Klaus Kelt are hosting it, but will they be on stage? And the answer is yes, they will be. Now, the main draw on the night, obviously, will be Phil Marshall Montgomery will be on stage at this concert. So that's worth the price of admission there. But also, you have Grancha Pipe Band, Ocaran, Tully Lagan. We also have St. Mary's Pipe Band, Derry Trasna, and yeah, Klaus Kelt themselves will all be on stage. So, yeah. Tickets are currently on sale in the Marketplace Theatre box office, and this is all happening on the 18th of April. So get that in your diary, folks. This is a concert that you will not want to miss. It's going to be a big pre-season hooli, and if anything, it's going to be a great opportunity to hear some of these bands, you know, before they hit the grass the following month. Because whenever you consider it, it's a month away from the competitions, the big competitions. That's at the first major of the season. So this is a chance, hopefully, for these bands to play some of their competition stuff. And we might get some sneak peeks. You know what I mean? Maybe a little bit of a clip of a new MSR from Field Marshall or a little bit of a snip of a new medley from Klaus Kelt. All very exciting stuff. Yeah, I can't wait for this concert. I'm just going to be dead excited. So, if anything, I'm going to be on stage at this one as well. Yeah, Muggins here is going to be the compare. I'll be introducing all these amazing bands and stuff. So, unfortunately, I'll not be sitting in the audience with you guys watching it. I'm going to be stuck on stage. <laughs> But hey, do you know what? I'm going to get backstage. I'll be able to get right up and close with these guys and hear it firsthand. Very exciting stuff. Looking forward to that. So, yes, like I said, 18th of April in the Marketplace Theatre in Armagh. Go along now. Go to their box office, the Marketplace Theatre box office. You can grab tickets for this now. And do me a favour, go and get them pretty quick because this venue will fill very quickly. Uh, like I said, there's some big acts booked in there. <laughs> Alright, speaking of events, another such act that's nearly all but sold out right now is the Kids with Cancer charity event. Now, I've been plugging this for a while and received an update there from Gary Smith, the organiser, who said the event is nearly all but sold out. So you need to get tickets for it now when you can. Secure your seat, avoid disappointment. This event opens its doors on the 22nd of February, so it's just around the corner. Now, this event runs from a quarter to six in the evening all the way through to the small hours. So whenever you consider some of the lineup on here, I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing me talking about this, but we have Stephen McWhorter, Jim Kilpatrick, Barry Wilson, John Scullion, 
you know, so many of the who's who of the drumming world is there. We have also, you know, Stuart Little, for goodness sake. We have Chris Armstrong as well, Beth Preston, Ryan Couples Mendes. Do I need to go on? This event will be simply off the chain. And it's raising money for the Children's Cancer Unit in the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast. So, hi. What's not to love? If you are interested in getting tickets for this, then contact Gary Smith or on his email address, which is kidswithcancer2020 at outlook.com. That address again, kidswithcancer2020 at outlook.com. Now, it's a fantastic night, full of fundraising and full of some of the best piping and drumming possible. So you're definitely going to want to get along to that. All right. Now, last week, briefly at the tail end of last week's podcast, I did mention about the next branch meeting of the Northern Ireland branch of RSPBA. People asked me, what was that date again? I said, well, it's a podcast. You could wind it back. (laughs) But yes, the branch meeting for Northern Ireland branch meeting is coming up. It's on the 25th of January, which is Saturday, and that's in Trinity Methodist Church Hall in Lisburn, and that's at 2 p.m. Now, you do want to get along to this one. This one will be incredibly interesting, especially given some of the next stories I'm going to be talking about. Mm. Yeah, people are already shaking their head. But yeah, you're going to want to get along to that branch meeting. So that's at Lisburn this weekend. It's, yeah, Trinity Methodist Church, you really are going to want to get to that. Okay, on this week's podcast, I want to give a bit of an exciting announcement for a new release from Chris Gray. Now, this is obviously well-rooted in the Celtic and folk music scene, but I really wanted to draw your guys' attention to this. Chris, obviously, is a Highland Piper of note and has also been playing whistles for the longest time. He's also, well, what I didn't know is that he actually plays piano as well. So this is his first solo album. It is entitled Chris Gray. It's it's his self-titled album. And uh, you're going to want to check it out. Now, I've had a good listen to most of the tracks on here. And when you consider that the album was co-produced by Chris and Callum McCrimmon of Braybrack. Whoo! Yeah, this thing does not disappoint. I've had a good listen through and it's simply amazing. So I want you guys to go and check it out now. We've already shared it out there on the Rab Show page. Uh, Chris is actually launching this album properly on the 31st of January at the Celtic Connections Festival. He's throwing a huge big launch event and everything. So yeah, you can go along and hear it live if you want. But for those of us who can't get to the concert, then you're going to want to buy the album. You can do so by checking out chrisgraymusic.com. That's C-H-R-I-S, Chris and Gray, G-R-A-Y, music.com. So go and check out his website. Check out his social media as well. He's got tons of clips and stuff. Little sneak peeks of what the album's going to sound like. And if you are a, you know, a folk music fan, a definitely a Celtic music fan, this will really ring your bell. Very, very interesting music on here. Uh, tons of whistle playing and really intricate bagpiping too. So it's fantastic stuff for us piping fans. Go and check it out. Chris Gray. Okay. That was by way of a shameless plug. Speaking of shameless plugs, by the way, a Facebook page launched, and I am absolutely glued to this. I'm honestly addicted to a Facebook page. I don't know if that's even possible, but each and every day now, I find myself refreshing my social media on my phone to see if there's anything from this page. I love it. I simply love it. Now, what is it? It's called... Old Pipe Band Recordings. Now, it's not an original name. It's not flashy and it's not woohoo. 
you know, it's nothing like that. It is what it is. Old pipe band recordings. Now, these are old video footage of bands based in the UK here. And they date from way back. Now, this includes BBC coverage as well. There's some real fascinating stuff on there. And I actually feature on there. (laughs) It's weird watching back at some of these old bands that you haven't heard in forever. You know, that I remember back in the 80s and early 90s competing against and now they're gone and forgotten and here they are now in video form and we get to listen to them again. Some old recordings of bands such as Balladonaghy, Ravara, obviously, under the late great Bobby Ray. Wow, some of those recordings are incredible. Also, you have, you know, the, uh, the police service in Northern Ireland as they are now, but back then was the RUC. Some of those recordings are amazing. Some old recordings as well of classic early 90s Field Marshal. Oh, awesome stuff. Really interesting. And if anything, it's really interesting from a research perspective because you get to see what the piping scene was like back then here in the UK, back in the early 90s. And um, that's one thing I really wanted to say about this. As interesting as it is to see me playing in grade 2 as a 15-year-old, that's quite awesome. (laughs) You want to see a 15-year-old Rab standing in the circle sweating in grade 2? You can. You can go and watch it. Also, there was a documentary series where the BBC followed the, the Quinn Memorial when I was in charge of them. And they followed us for a whole season. And they seen us going to majors and lifting championships and stuff. And then what happened to us at the Worlds? Hmm, that's the stuff for documentaries right there. So, yeah, that's an interesting look back. But of anything, it's, it's really fascinating. Looking back to see how the bagpiping world was back then, in the 80s and 90s, and then looking at it now here in the 20s. The crowds back then were insane. And I really didn't appreciate it at the time, because I suppose I was competing. I wasn't in the crowd. You know, people were in the crowd watching me. And the rest of the guys all competing. But, you know, we didn't appreciate it. Like, we were in grade two, and there were sitting eight, nine people deep trying to watch the band the crowds were insane and the amount of bands as well the amount of performers in each band the piping scene here especially in northern ireland was insanely vibrant back then so many people involved uh, friends family it's so many people and then now is it you know is it the same draw i don't know watching these videos back you're thinking whoa look at the crowd that's insane and that's just port rush that's not even a major you know what i mean and then here we are now 2020 and some events are actually getting pulled so i don't know why are pipe band competitions on the decline why are we seeing this what's going on or maybe they're not in decline you know, maybe it's just me being thick and I'm just not realising that the crowds are the same. Uh, I don't know. But either way, it's very, very fascinating. I would certainly urge you to go and have a look at it now. It's not often I sing the praises of another Facebook page because obviously we have one and we want you to go there. The Big Rab Show Facebook page. We're awesome. Uh, but <laughs> you do want to go and check that out. Take some time if you can and have a flick through the videos. Some of the music that's on there. Wow, simply incredible, and the performances, I i don't know. I, I do understand that there's an element that you look back with rose-tinted glasses. You know, you always look backwards thinking, ah, oh, everything was so much better, and then you look forward and your glasses are covered in dog poop. You know what I mean? You're like, ah, 2020 is going to be awful. 2021 is going to be even worse. 
you know. But yet you look back and you think it was all class. So I guess, you know, looking backwards and you see the crowds and everything, you can be forgiven for thinking that perhaps the bagpiping world isn't in a place where it should be. Um, But, hey, it is what it is. It makes for an interesting debate over the dinner table, which is all we've been talking about this past week, is this Facebook page. And, oh my word, do you remember this band? Yeah, or remember that guy played for that band? Oh yeah, where is he now? I don't know. Incredible, incredible stuff. And if anything, that's one of the things I really wanted to know as well. Whenever all these bands fold, like why, there's so many bands that were in all of these old videos and they all disappear. Where'd all the players go? You know, do these people just decide, ah, I'm, I'm hanging the sticks up and I'm never drumming again? Or, you know, I'm throwing the pipes in the box and I'm never looking at them again? Do these people just completely quit? Or do they join other bands? Or do they just, ah, I'm just going to pipe at weddings now? I just don't know. Like, surely there have to be somewhere. There's hundreds of thousands of bagpipers and drummers who are potentially not playing anymore. <sighs> so, yeah, you could really wreck your head trying to think about all of this. So, yeah, Uh, I don't know, but definitely food for thought. It's one that we have been debating over the kitchen table now for best part of a week since this website launched, uh, Facebook page launched, so you need to go and check it out. I've sung its praises enough, it's by way of a big plug, you need to go and check it out. Old pipe band recordings, it's really worth your time, and uh, yeah, just a trip down memory lane, it's very, very cool. Plus you get to see a spotty 15-year-old Rab struggling in grade 2, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, flying on to other news. Uh, I want to give a shout this week to the British Drum Company. Now, these guys are doing something for pipe band drumming that I don't think has been done before. They go to all of these big percussion events and things. I think recently uh, the British Drum Company were at PASIC. I think it was the Percussive Arts Society. I can't remember the rest of the acronym. Well, yeah, British Drum Company were at there. At that and performing, you know, salute to Max Rain and all the rest. And you had Tyler Fry and all of that. Do you know what I mean? They were putting pipe band drumming on the global stage. The British Drum Co. Obviously showing off their new Axial line, which are just amazing. So, yeah, it was fantastic to see the British Drum Co. at PASIC. Well, they've been dead busy this past week. They've been at NAM. N-A-M-M, which is another, like, showcase event. Like, big, uh, I don't know, what do you call those things? Ah, I can't find the word in my head. Uh, yeah, it's a big showcase event for all kind of music instrument makers and distributors. And yeah, that's what they were doing. And they were in the middle rubbing shoulders with all these big drum makers. And British Drum Co. people were in there with Jim Kilpatrick, Stephen Shedden and Rachel Tom and uh, Tyler Fry. And they were giving it large. They were thumping the way through Max Rain. And everyone was like, oh my God, what's this? Oh, pipe band drumming. Wow. So, yeah, thank you to the British Drum Company. I think it's just awesome to see pipe band drumming like this going on the world stage and, you know, introducing that music to more people and showing them, hey, you know, pipe band drumming, it's not all Black Bear and Scotland the Brave. You know, this can be quite cool. And, hey, you know, the king of cool, Mr. Jim Kilpatrick's there. You know what I mean? What's not to love? So, yeah, thanks to the British Drum Co. And, yeah, you can go and check out their uh, social media, of course. They've uploaded tons of little clips and videos and stuff of their adventures in NAM uh, at the NAM event. And, yeah, definitely worth checking out. So thank you to the guys there at British Drum Company. Okay, I am not talking about the elephant in the room. Of course, Winter Storm was this past week. Winter Storm! (laughs) Ha, ha, ha! 
Wow. What an incredible event Winter Storm was. Now, you've waited almost 30 minutes into the podcast before I mentioned it, so well done you. <laughs> Pat on the back for you. Now, don't worry. Next week's podcast, possibly, we'll be doing a full Winter Storm wrap-up, but we're still sort of recovering from it. Uh, we do have reporters on the ground, hopefully, and we'll be sending us in various little, little clips and interviews and things like that from the floor of Winter Storm, so we will hopefully have some content for you guys from Winter Storm. But... That's not this week. That'll be next week. So, yeah, I wanted to say a massive, massive thank you to the guys at the Piper's Dojo. Now, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna kiss their butt for a bit because we on the Big Grab Show, we understand just how difficult it is to present live streaming. And we do it on the fly. We do it on the move. Uh, we have a mobile setup and everything where we take tours to various different, you know, events and competitions and such and we live stream from the ground in the middle of the crowd with you guys and we try to present it around the world as best as possible and these guys at the pipers dojo they are so much more professional than us and done an absolutely incredible job i have to say thank you so much to andrew douglas and to Mr. Andy Fusco, because yes, he was on the live stream quite a lot, helping fix cameras and such. So you guys worked your socks off, and you could really tell. It was absolutely brilliant and simply faultless. So thank you to everyone at the Piper's Dojo. Now, the Winter Storm event itself was nothing short of incredible, uh, looking at the standard of competition. Now, from what we've managed to see through the Facebook live streams and all of that stuff that the Piper's Dojo managed to film... We have seen quite a significant rise in quality. Now, I say that with the best intentions. I'm not slagging off previous years. But this year, we honestly think the standard of competition at Winter Storm has risen. Because everyone was on their A game. There was no one who was in there competing in the solo events and just phoning it in. Do you know what I mean? Everyone who was there was well prepared, well practiced and knew their material and wow some of the standard was just simply amazing now that was the competition stuff and i have to say it was simply incredible and uh well done to absolutely everyone who was competing at winter storm you all deserve medals by the way uh i know that sounds cheesy and ah crab you're just being diplomatic no honest to goodness i think yeah the standard just this year was just simply brilliant i, I just i can't fault it there wasn't a competition that i watched and i thought oh that's a bit ropey. Honestly, <laughs> I thought everything that was presented in the competition stuff was simply brilliant. You guys knocked it out of the park. Well done to all of our competitors. All right, let's go through some of the results, shall we? I know people don't like it when I read lists, hashtag lists, uh, but let's talk about the silver medal, Peabrook, first of all. Uh, we'll run through it. First, obviously, was Brad Davidson. Well done, Brad. Second was James Feeney. Third was Bobby Duran. Well done, Bobby. Uh, fourth uh, was uh, Kit. Kit McKit McCamove. I can just about talk. Kit Camove. Sorry, Kit. I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Uh, fifth was Dan Layden. Uh, sixth was Jack Williamson. Seventh was Austin Dippenhorst. And eighth uh, was Patrick Reagan. So, though, I have to say, I watched the Silver Meadle. Silver Meadle? Rob! Stop talking! Yeah, <laughs> I watched the silver medal Peabrook competition and uh, some of the sets that were produced in there. Whoo! Now, this is silver medal, and even some of the tunes in there really blew me away. So, 
Oh, fantastic stuff. Let's get on to the amateur gold medal for tenor drumming. A shout out goes to the top place, first prize, and the novice goes to Rowan Sankar. Well done. Uh, second went to uh, Mikkel Murdoch. Well done. And third was Kieran Underwood. Awesome stuff. Intermediate then, shout out goes to Andrea Jackson. Go on, Andrea! Yeah! Nice one. Uh, second went to Fiona McCall, and third was Mitchell Olding. Not bad. And on to the gold medal then, first place went to Sam Johnson. Go on, Sam, you legend. Gold medal winner. Second place went to Andrew Elliott. And third went to Brianna McWood. Awesome stuff. So, right, let's get into the bass drumming, shall we? Gold medal bass drumming. Intermediate went to David Zimmerman. Not bad, David. Well done. Second went to Madison. Madison Sprague. Well done. Third was Brian Dover. You. Well done. Now, on to the professional then. Gold medal. First place went to... Andrew Elliott. Well done, Andrew. Uh, second went to Alexander Kudel. Well done. And third was Colin McHale. Fantastic stuff. Now, the, the reason why I'm singing all of these guys' praises is because the bass drumming competition specifically really drew my interest. And, uh, yeah, it was very hard fought, I have to say. So, mm. All right, flying on then. Uh, let's give a shout to, let me see, the professional Keel Beg competition. This one really drew my attention because good friend of the show, actually, <laughs> Mr. Jim Williamson was there and he uh, was on the ground and frantically was running about like a headless chicken and I was wondering why he was in such a flap. And then I realized his son, Jack, actually qualified for the final of the professional kill bag competition. So I have to give a shout out to Jack Williamson. Well done, mate. Awesome stuff. I think this was Jack's actually first appearance in the final of the professional kill bag. So awesome stuff. Well done to Jack. Really proud of you, mate. And you actually played a storm too. So let's go through the results. First place then on the day of the professional kill bag was Alistair Lee. Now, to be honest, listening to Alistair's set. Yeah, you're going to want to go back and listen to it again. Simply amazing. Second place was James P. Troy. Well done, James. Third was Nick Hudson. And fourth, actually, was Jack. Jack Williams. Awesome stuff, Jack. Uh, Fifth was Andrew Carlyle. Not bad. And sixth was Campbell Webster. Awesome stuff. Now, like I said, this was not too shabby. Honestly, go back and have a listen to the uh, keel bag. And it it really is worth your time. I know people say, oh, come on. Who wants to listen to a bagpiper play for that long? But trust me. That set by Alistair Lee, wow, wow. And that's coming from a drummer. Okay, well, speaking of drumming, let's get into the gold medal snare drumming, shall we? First place then, who lifted the bacon? Well, Derek Cooper. Well done to Derek. Not bad at all. Second place was Stephen Pinder. Not bad, Stephen. Well done, mate. Congratulations. Third place went to Eric McNeil. Fourth went to Grant Maxwell. Go on, Grant. And fifth went to Robert Bruce. And sixth went to Richard Bachman. Not bad. There you go. It kind of does read as a who's who of the drumming world, doesn't it? Okay, on to the gold medal. Peabrook then. Lifting the top spot was Alistair Lee. Again. Well done, Alistair. Second was Nick Hudson. Third was James Troy. Uh, fourth was Andrew Donlan. Fifth was Ben McCamlock. And sixth was Derek Midgley. Now, I know people sometimes hate me reading lists, but it's my show and I'll do what I want. Those are the results, and there's tons more other ones available. You can get, you know, full grade 3, grade 2 piping competitions and such. All available now on the Winterstorm website. Now, like I said, go back, have a watch at some of the live streams produced by the Piper's Dojo. Simply incredible, and uh, 
I would specifically point you to that performance, The Keelbag by Alistair Lee. I don't know what it is. It just gave me the goosebumps. It's simply brilliant. And I've watched it half a dozen times now. It's simply really, really good. So the competition actually in the Keelbag for Winter Storm this year was really hard fought. And uh, so, yeah, definitely worth a watch. There you go. All right. Now, I do have to say... If you do feel so inclined and you like helping support people in the bagpiping world, please do consider dropping the Pipers Dojo a donation as a thank you for all of their hard work for the live streaming. Us here in the Big Rab Show, we know what it takes to put live streaming together. And we certainly don't do as a professional job as what they did. Uh, so we really know how much work goes into that, so we can't thank them enough. Living here internationally and not being able to see Winterstorm firsthand live in person... It's such an invaluable service. and So, honestly, Piper's Dojo, your work is gratefully received. Us in the Big Rab Show, obviously, we give them quite a good donation. That's a big thank you. Uh, because, yeah, without that, we wouldn't have been able to see any of the action from Winterstorm. So please do consider it. Uh, you can go along to the Winterstorm website right now where they do have a donate button where you can donate just as a thank you. Or you can purchase some Winterstorm merch. You can get t-shirts and hats and stuff. I think you can still get pint glasses and that. Uh, so, yeah, well worth considering a donation. It is an incredible service that Piper do- Piper's Dojo do every year for us internationally. And, uh, yeah, drop them a few quid and say thanks. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, also I have to give a special shout for the Winter Storm concert on the Saturday. Now, this was live-streamed again, thanks to the guys at Piper's Dojo. Plus, they live-streamed Winter Steam, which was equally fun. Uh, But the concert for me this year was simply brilliant. And one thing that I would really want to point you towards is the solo performance by Stuart Little. Um... I know I'm always coined the phrase of goosebumpy stuff. Well, this is goosebumpy stuff. If you haven't seen Stuart Little's performance... <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, go back. You can watch all of these live streams at your leisure. In fact, you could probably spend a full week and weekend watching all of this stuff. There's so much to get caught up on. Uh, so, yeah. Go and check it out. The concert itself is simply off the chain. It's incredible. But my own personal highlight was Stuart Little's solo performance. Wow. Just wow. Okay. It's ridiculous. So, well worth watching. So, there you are. It's all up there now. It's on the Winter Storm uh, website for, you know, donations and stuff. Plus, you can get all of uh, the donations and stuff through that website. Or, you can, indeed, you can get Piper's Dojo and just drop them a few quid to say thanks. There you are. On to another little bit of a news story then. Away from Winter Storm. Let's give a shout to Windsor Police Pipe Band. Go on, the Windsor. Yeah, they're throwing their 2020 Spring Social. This will be on Saturday, the 28th of March, in the Scottish Club of Windsor. Yes. So doors open at 6pm, and you can get tickets currently from any member of Windsor Police Pipe Band. They are $15, I think. And you can also email the band and all that, so you can contact them through their social media. So they will want to hear from you if you want to get along to that, their Spring Social. The, the, the whole tagline is this, is join us for an evening of Scottish music and rhythm and blues. Uh, performed by the Mojo Whalers Band, Windsor Police Pipe Band, and of course the Scottish Society of Windsor Pipe Band. So there you are. If you are in the Canada area, <laughs> then why not head along to that? So there you are. Now, if you don't manage to pre-book tickets, you can pay $20 at the door. Uh, but book them early and you're 15. So there you are. That's an incentive to go and book them. All right. The Metro Cup put out a bit of an announcement during 
winter storm, which was maybe a bad move, uh, because it kind of flew under the radar. But us in the Rab Show, we managed to catch it. So yes, they're very happy to announce the Pipers, who were invited to compete at this year's Metro Cup. The Metro Cup 2020 will feature some of the world's finest players, all of whom have had excellent competition results in Scotland, Canada or the US this past year. The Metro Cup gives these world-class players a chance to win the largest purse offered in a solo competition, totaling over $8,000 in value. I think we spoke about this before. Uh, So, yeah, their list of Metro Cup Premier Solo Piping Invitational 2020 includes Glenn Brown, Andrew Carlisle, Andrew Donlan, Alex Gandy, Nick Hudson, Ian K. McDonald, Cameron McDougall, Matt McIsaac, Ben McCamlock, Sean McKeown, Derek Midgley, and Sarah Muir. There you are. So that's your Metro Cup. That's it. That's coming up soon. So we will keep you posted on that and how, you know, we hope you'll be able to watch it online. We don't know if there's live streams or anything like that yet. But there you are. There's your lineup for the premiere. If you are interested for the amateur levels and grade one and stuff, you can go and check that out. It's up there on the Metro Cup social media right now. Go and have a listen. Or a, a read through and see who's going. Okay. I want to talk about something that we launched a while ago and last week created quite a stir. I'm talking about the Big Rab Show Challenge. Yes, our tune, our hornpipe, the Big Rab Show, as composed by Eric Evanhouse, has been doing the rounds. A lot of you guys out there are furiously trying to learn this tune and actually play it for us. With the prize being that it will be our brand new theme tune for our show. So, yes, that's the prize. We've asked you guys, hey, learn our tune, give it a go. And you never know, it could be our brand new theme tune. Now, we have told you to be as creative as possible with it. You can do absolutely anything. You can create harmonies, you can play it with an orchestra or a rock band or, I don't know. We did suggest a barbershop quartet last week. You can do absolutely anything with this. Be as creative as possible. Now, last week we played a recording by Kerr McQuillan where he actually composed a drum score to the Big Rab Show Hornpipe which was simply epic and got so many people excited and thought, wow, that's really a cool tune. So thank you to Kerr McQuillan of Boghall and Bathgate for putting that together for us. Simply brilliant. So, yeah, we are still waiting on more entries. Now, one such person has done so. And uh, to update you on the Big Rab Show Challenge, we have a new arrangement. Now, this is interesting. Yeah, Andrew Dye, good friend of the show, as you guys might know him as Honey Bourbon. Honey Boo Boo! Honey Bourbon actually took our hornpipe, the Big Rab Show hornpipe, and he arranged it. He changed our hornpipe. He took the whole tune and changed it into 2-4 time and played it straighter without the swing. Now, how it played before is... So... Yeah, that's the idea. But what Andrew has managed to done, managed to do is nothing short of simply incredible. Now, I have been listening to this rearrangement of the Big Rab Show Hornpipe now since Andrew sent me the recording. And <laughs> I'm just simply blown away. In fact, I nearly prefer this version. It's really growing on me now. But it would take a certain kind of bagpiper to be able to play it. This is not an easy tune, and Andrew hasn't made it any easier. (laughs) 
So, yeah, have a listen. This is Andrew's rearrangement of Eric Evanhouse's Big Rab Show Hornpipe. <laughs> Simply wow. Now, I, I can't get enough of listening to that. But, I, d- hey, wasn't I right in saying that that's not easy? That's not an easy tune. Now, Andrew rearranged that and you yeah, played it that bit more straighter. So, I actually really like the phrasing of it. That rearrangement is brilliant, but it's not for the faint-hearted. It's not an easy play. So, we have the sheet music out there now for both the original, composed by Eric, but we also have the original... That was arranged by Andrew. So we do have both versions. So, yeah. You can tackle either one. It's up to you. Be as creative as possible. And like I said, good luck. It's not an easy tune. Even the original version's quite tricky. And then this rearranged version's... It's even harder. But it sounds awesome, doesn't it? So, again, thank you to Honey Boo Boo... Uh, man, it's really made our week here in the Rab Show. It's just great to see people being so creative with this tune. Do you know what I mean? It really does make our week whenever we get a new arrangement, a new recording, a new attempt at the tune. So, yeah, have at it, guys. Keep going. And, yeah, we'll put all the different versions out there for our listeners of the podcast. And you guys can tell us what your favourite is. Now, I don't think we're done yet. but I think there could be more to come. You guys can still be ultra creative and, I don't know, we will see more submissions for the Big Rab Show Challenge. So, yeah, take your time, learn the tune. It's not an easy one, but it will be a cracker. So, good luck, guys. All right. Now, in the bagpiping world, specifically down under, we had some very sad news. Hawthorne Pipe Band uh, put out the announcement over social media saying that uh, Bob Sample, long-serving drum major and life member of Hawthorne Pipe Band, sadly passed away. Now, everyone kind of knows Bob Sample. Uh, he is, obviously, he was Pipe Band's Australia chieftain for this last while, and he is quite a synonymous figure in the bagpiping world in Pipe Band's Australia. 
Um, he's really quite famous worldwide. Um, I know quite a lot about Bob. You know, I was, I was, I've never actually met the man, but I feel as if I have. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I was given a little bit of history about it. Bob first joined Hawthorne back in 1945. And so, yeah, he was still an active member and appearing in public with the band last year at their concert. He also attended regular practices every week up until recently when he was having failing health. So Bob's accolades are many. He won seven Australian drum major titles. He won 24 Victorian champion drum major titles. And the band won numerous grade one quick step titles under Bob through the 70s and 80s. Bob's commitment to excellence is a value that continues within the band culture today throughout Australia. And it's one thing that the association down there really do strive uh, to achieve. And, yeah, the guy was a true example of excellence in the bagpiping world. And, yeah, the guys in Pipe Bands Australia certainly were very proud to have Bob Sample as their chieftain. Bob was one of life's true gentlemen. He really was. And he also had... He took interest in members of the band of Hawthorne and told loads of entertaining band stories to anybody he ever met. And Bob will be sorely missed in the bagpiping world. Now, I'm... Yeah... I've quick to realise that his funeral was actually yesterday, I think, whenever I'm recording this. And the turnout for the funeral was incredible. I think there was three pipe bands together in total joined together to actually play at his funeral. But the actual attendance by pipers, drummers and all of that from throughout, you know, Australia, it was just simply incredible. So no better send off for a better man. From all of us in the Big Rab Show, we want to send out our sincere condolences uh, to all of Bob's family, all of his friends, and of course the members of Hawthorne Pipe Band. He will be sorely missed by the band, obviously, but of course by his friends and family the most. So from all of us in the Rab Show, obviously, our sincere condolences. He will be a sad loss to the piping world there in Australia. And uh, yeah, what a legend. What a legend. Anyway. Okay, I need to go from that into my next news story, which will be quite difficult because that's quite a heartfelt story and not an easy one to read on the podcast, I'll tell you that. Well, speaking of podcasts, a new podcast will be launching very soon. And I know last week I briefly spoke about it and was kind of cryptic about it, but yes, brand new podcast called Up to the Line, the Pipe Band podcast, will be launching very soon. Now, I want to give it an extra plug this week because I do know that I was to be their featured guest on episode number one. And that interview has been recorded. It's in the can. And uh, let's just say I had the best crack chatting away to Stephen. Now, this is Stephen, of course, from the Grace Note Vortex podcast. And obviously, he was part of the Big Rab Show team for this past couple of years. Well, this is Stephen now branching out and starting something new. This is Up to the Line Pipe Band Podcast. It is an educational-based podcast exploring the world of education and bagpipes and drumming. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be a real interesting listen. Trust me, this is not a podcast you'll want to miss. Uh, so, add it to your list of podcasts. There's ourselves and Chandler Rant, who are a completely different flavour of animal. Uh, but definitely consider checking out Up to the Line whenever it drops. Now, as to when it actually drops, we have yet to have a confirmed date of release. Uh, but suffice to say, everything should be in the can and they're furiously editing and trying to get it all put together for release for you guys to enjoy so i just wanted to give you a bit of a heads up from all of us on the big rab show team 
we are nothing but happy to see another podcast entering the podcasting world. And you guys should really check it out. So a shameless plug, but a plug nonetheless for Up To The Line Pipe Band Podcast. You're going to want to check it out. And then whenever you do, and you actually listen to the episode, and if you enjoy it, great. Send them an email and uh, let them know that the Big Rab Show sent you. <laughs> hey, Big Rab sent me over here to listen to this, and it's not bad. So there you go. Check it out. Up to the line podcast. It's going to be well worth a listen. Trust me. You're not You're not going to lose on this one. This one's going to be a real good listen. Okay, folks. Well, with that in mind, I figured, yeah, it's possibly the best time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. <laughs> because, oh my goodness, we're going to get into it. I'm sure you guys know exactly what I'm going to be talking about. Because the title above it... It kind of gives away what I'm going to be talking about. Yeah, the elephant in the room. <laughs> uh, it's time for me to get a big cup of tea. Let's get into this week's topic of the week. <laughs> LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you. With a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. <laughs> oh dear, topic of the week, and we're back again at this old chestnut. Now, of course, we had to talk about this. It's the story of the moment, isn't it? And I can't believe, I honestly can't believe this. We're dedicating three episodes of the podcast to this nonsense. And I can nearly, I can nearly say it now on the record. We're probably going to dedicate another one to this until it's all resolved. This thing is such a mess. Such a mess. And you know, I'm being brutally honest here. Alright? Let's stop. Stop for the podcast nonsense, nonsense right now. Alright, I'm just going to level with you. Piping fan to piping fan right now. I'm sick of talking about this. <laughs> I was just being brutally honest. I really wish that this situation would have been resolved by now. And the number one thing that would have resolved all of this is... Openness and honesty by our association. Now, I mean that in the best possible way. At the moment, everything seems to be so much cloak and dagger and, no, oh, don't tell them anything. That's what causes so much speculation and guessing and everyone doesn't know what's going on. And then it gets everyone annoyed and everyone starts commenting on social media and then it's fighting between people and... It just gets worse. It just gets worse and worse and worse. And uh, I'm so, what's the word, Robert? I'm going to look up a dictionary. Exacerbated. Yeah, I'm absolutely cheesed off 
talking about this nonsense. And I've pretty much had my fill. But the story continues. It continues in the way that it twists and turns. And goes down more interesting avenues. Where people just go, oh, I didn't see this coming. Oh, oh. And, yeah, this week we had a big uh-oh. In fact, a huge uh-oh. Now, for those of you who haven't been kept up to date on everything to do with the RSPBA headquarters redevelopment, go and check out part one and part two on this. <laughs> I'm not going to go over old ground, but suffice to say, there was over a million quid in the bank. RSPBA decided to spend it on refurbing a brand new headquarters building. Well, not even a brand new building. They referred to an old building that was their headquarters in Glasgow. Spent a million quid on a new building. And uh, a lot of people are quite annoyed about it. And for various different reasons. A lot of which could be founded. And a lot of which could be unfounded. And it's difficult to know uh, why or how the money was spent. And the association aren't saying anything. They're being very quiet. Uh, they were asked actually at a meeting. A branch meeting to publish all the financials. And that will stop all of this. You know, and people stop asking questions and they go, oh, well, fair enough. Yep, the money was spent in a good way and here you go, grand. Here's the check and here's the receipt and da-da-da. Everyone's happy. But that didn't happen. Nothing's been published yet. Nothing's been released yet. And if anything, if any questions come to them, nothing's said. Absolutely nothing. Okay, I'm getting annoyed now. I'm getting pepped up on my own dang podcast. This thing is getting so ridiculous. It's uh, I just I'm so sick of talking about it, but I need to. I need to get into it. Now, this week, what was the big uh-oh? Well, we had Winter Storm. Winter Storm was simply brilliant, and it showed you just how cool and how vibrant the bagpiping world can be. It's simply a shining example of what bagpiping and drumming can do. It can bring people together from around the world to enjoy some incredible music, lift some beers and have some good camaraderie over something as common of loving the sound of the Great Highland Bagpipe. And that's what that was all about. So at the end of Winter Storm, Winter Steam closed its doors, everyone was on a high. Myself included. I sat up to stupid o'clock in the morning watching the live stream, watching Stuart Little play a blistering performance. I was so tired the next day, I was in a bit of a daze, and something happened. I honestly thought I dreamt it. Now, this is no word of a lie, full disclosure again. I honestly thought that I dreamt it. I dreamt that this happened. And then, you know, I went to bed at like four in the morning, three in the morning here in the UK, and woke up and thought, oh, come on, that didn't really happen. And I went to bed for another kip after a bit, you know, I got like three hours sleep and go back up again. And I checked my phone again and realized that, I, like, what's going on? I had 30 messages, 20 odd emails going on. And then realizing all of this craziness was happening. And, Rab, this isn't a dream. This is actually happening right now. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the national media here in the UK. This became such a huge story that it hit the national media. Now, what am I talking about? Why am I being so dang cryptic? Well, newspapers such as The Times and The Daily Record and The Sunday Mirror all released articles on RSPBA. And the fact that they were being investigated by the Scottish Charity Regulator. SCR. Now, the very fact that they were being 
investigated to begin with caused so much of a stir that it hit the newspapers with headlines such as money bags anger after piping charity blows one million pound on refurbishing hq with only five workers now when you see headlines like that it's brutal it's brutal and then obviously there's photographs with ian ambleton in there and a load of pipers and drummers and stuff and they're talking about how angry the membership is and you know how this big investigation is now going on by the charity regulator now the reason why they're being investigated and all of that we've covered it already on part one and part two there's so many financial concerns and so many irregularities that obviously someone out there in the bagpiping world felt so obliged to actually report them to the charity regulator now at the moment we have been waiting for the smoke to clear. We've seen all of these news stories drop on the Daily Record, on the Times, and Sunday Mirror, and all of these real scathing articles that really paint the RSPBA in such a negative light. And it's really hard to see the other side of the story. Now, I will hold my hand up here, and I looked at some of the stuff that was in these articles. Pipesdrums.com <coughs> as well were publishing stuff on this. And they were basically commenting and stuff on how these articles were published and the stuff that they missed, according to PipesDrums.com. Now, there are financial irregularities where there's supposed to be like a buffer of so many odd thousand in the account to keep the the organization running, whereas the RSPBA have affectionately, effectively, (laughs) there's a slip for you. They have effectively emptied the coffers. They have spent over a million pounds and there's no more savings. There's no fallback. So they've spent that million quid. In fact, they have to borrow more to actually outfit the building with furniture and such. And that's why we've heard stories recently where they've asked judges to volunteer their fees back to the organization to help them afford furniture. We've covered that. That's quite a ropey story. Not fun. And yes, it did happen. And yes, that's a reality. And now we know why. Because the million quid that was took out of the coffers effectively wiped out anything worth of a backup. So there is all sorts of rules and regulations in there for an organized charity that they do need to have a particular financial buffer to keep the business, to keep the charity running, even if they are, you know, furiously fundraising. Uh, this all sounds incredibly dull, but suffice to say, there is an investigation ongoing by the Scottish Charity Regulator. Now, this was all published on Sunday, and all the Sunday papers, which here in the UK is a huge deal. Sunday papers are like, they're not tabloids, you know what I mean? These are serious newspapers who would investigate stories over a series of a week, and then finally publish it once they're sure that the, con- that once they're sure that the story is concrete. You know what I mean? So these guys have done their homework and published these stories. And the bagpiping world was in such a furore. It was deafening. The amount of emails and things I got from you guys saying, oh my God, look at this. Is this true? And my only answer was, yes, it's true. This has been happening. And we've talked about it on two different podcasts now. And here it is. It's now went as far as national media. Now, this shows that this problem is simply escalating. It was initially a problem that we were dealing with in-house. 
us as bagpipers and drummers and association and such, we were arguing amongst ourselves. You know, our own little piping family. We were all fighting with each other and nobody else really bothered about us because I guess them crazy pipers and drummers over there, just let them argue. Do you know what I mean? Well, this thing has now escalated. It's got bigger and bigger, so much so that it's hit the national press and drew quite a lot of negative attention from around the world. Not just here in the UK, but around the world. Now, as a result, we do think that RSPBA were forced to put out a response. Giving the sheer volume of stuff being flung their way, asking for a statement, for an interview, for anything. Myself included. I asked them myself, would they want to appear on the Rab Show and tell us their story? And uh, the answer was, no, we're going to put a statement out and that'll cover everything. All right. So I thought, okay, you're going to put a statement out. We all love statements here on the Rab Show. And you guys are going to put something out and put everyone's mind at ease. And all of this will go away. And everything will be hunky-dory. It will be great. Well, (laughs) as always, RSPBA puts out a statement and makes things worse. (laughs) I don't mean to laugh, but I'm so sorry that this has made things worse. First of all, should I say, on social media, there was posts from actual officials in the association and were really quite scathing and yeah us in the rap show have been sent various different screenshots and such of this this person commenting this and this person commenting that and social media is one of those things where yes you can have keyboard warriors and they're posting all sorts of craziness now whether they're actually commenting on behalf of the association or if they're commenting on behalf of themselves personally the lines blur because obviously people know that person from the association so it's difficult to know plus we all remember what happened to jim kilpatrick back in the day whenever he was posting stuff on social media they did ask him was he posting it on behalf of himself personally on behalf of his business or on behalf of the band and we all remember what happened when jim kilpatrick got served with a big ban so there are tons of social media rules in place if you're a member of the association So, now that we see officials from the RSPBA posting all sorts of stuff on social media, it does make us wonder, you know, uh, what about those regulations that Mr. Kilpatrick had to go by and got all sorts of suspensions and bans and craziness? I don't know. The bagpiping world has just gone insane this last while. And social media seems to be where the insanity lives. (laughs) So I'm not going to read verbatim who commented what, what the comment was and who they said it about or what it was about or blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to call out any of that nonsense uh, because that's such murky waters. It's unbelievable. So the people out there know who they are and you guys who are involved in social media, you can go and check it out for yourself. It's available all up there now. You can look at the commentary and all of this story. Yikes, do so at your own risk. But there's one such yeah, there's one such statement that came out from the RSPBA Lothian and Borders branch who put it on their social media page. And it was in Sunday morning actually when all of these stories dropped. They put it out there saying, Morning folks, another ridiculous article criticizing the RSPBA published in the Scottish press. Now I'm quoting this verbatim, by the way. He said, This one looks to have been fed by people outside of the organization looking for visibility for their own good. Happy to answer any questions at the Brant's meeting on the 26th of January at 6pm in Bells Quarry Hall. There is nothing to hide. 
So that's the very first kind of a statement that we've seen from an actual branch. Now, this one was quite scary, saying, hey, we have nothing to hide. Come to our branch meeting and you'll get all the answers to the questions that you want. Okay? So be it. Everyone looked at that and thought, okay, great, nothing to hide. Well, here's a bunch of questions. Now, they went on to that, you know, statement on social media and started asking tons of questions and as a result the rspba Lothian and borders branch actually found themselves inundated with questions from the bagpiping world they opened the door and bagpipers and drummers all filed in with tons of questions about this now this statement said they had nothing to hide and the Lothian and borders branch refused to answer any of the questions and in fact started deleting some of them. In fact, they deleted quite a lot of the comments on that post on social media. So that's kind of, I don't know, censorship, I suppose, deleting comments and such, and ah, it's very murky waters. But hey, it is what it is. They put that statement out there, and that's how things went on social media. The RSPBA headquarters themselves put out an actual statement, and again... Following the rule of thumb, when a statement gets issued, things just get worse. Now, this one came from the table of RSPBA HQ. This one reads, a statement from the board of directors. Now, this one means that there's a bunch of people have read this and said, yeah, put that out. This is a good idea. We'll we'll put that out and people will be grand with it. So, strap yourselves in. This one reads, following the articles in the national press last weekend. The Board of Directors would like to state that the Office of Scottish Charities Register, which is the charity regulator that we were talking about, they have confirmed that there is no formal inquiry into the RSPBA. They have a few questions, and we will be providing them with all of the detailed information relating to the refurbishment of 45 Washington Street. Full stop. Now, that was it. So that was RSPBA effectively telling us There's no investigation, lads. Nothing to worry about here. Move along. Now, this was interesting. Because why would the national media publish stories saying that there was an investigation? And here's the association saying the opposite. Now, this got us all sorts of intrigued, thinking, well, someone's lying here. What's going on? Are the newspapers caught with their trousers down? Uh, Well... It's all in the wording, I feel. It's all in the wording. In this statement, it says there's no formal inquiry. And when you read further in the statement, it says a few questions. They have asked a few questions. Now, I actually contacted the OCR, the Office of Scottish Charities Register. Uh, So I contacted them themselves and I did ask them. Is there an ongoing investigation to the RSPBA at the moment? And the answer I got was no. There's no formal inquiry. There's no actual full-blooded investigation. However, there may be in the process of asking preliminary questions. Now, whenever you read the Pipes Drums article, pipesdrums.com very quickly published an article after this statement was released and saying... Yeah, a formal inquiry hasn't been launched, but a preliminary inquiry has. They're asking preliminary questions, kind of putting the feelers out there to see if there is anything untoward. 
Now, the association have been very quick to jump and say, yep, here you go, there's all the information, here's the audit reports, here's the financial information, da-da-da-da, have it all, there you go. Now, they've been so quick to jump and provide all of that information that that has all of us bagpipers and drummers wondering, well, why was it so easy to publish for them and not for us whenever we asked for it? Hi, I don't know, must be top secret. Anyway, the association put it out themselves that, yes, they are asking preliminary questions, a few questions, and they'll be providing them with detailed information. And from the regulator themselves, they said, yes, it's not a full formal investigation because those could, in fact, take years. Uh, So what they're doing, first of all, is putting the feelers out there, basically. In layman's speak, they're putting the, the feelers out just to have a little poke around to see, well, is there something to look at here? Is there something we should be concerned about? Because if there is, and then we spend all this money launching a full investigation, we want to make it worth our while. So I guess what PipesDrums.com is trying to put out on their article is that there's no smoke without fire. And that the very fact that they're asking questions to begin with is very concerning. And if anything, that's where we stand here on the Big Rab Show right now. You guys always criticize me for not giving my opinion. And that's my opinion. I'm genuinely concerned about this. I'm actually really worried. Beforehand, it was just an argument that we were having in-house. This was something that we were thrashing out at branch meetings and you know the AGMs coming up in March. So at branch meetings, we would fight and we would argue and vote on stuff and you know we'd complain and yap at each other. But essentially, we're all doing it for the same reason, for the love of the instrument. We love this music. And that's what our association is supposed to be there to do. It's supposed to help us celebrate our incredible instrument, our music, our culture, our way of life in the bagpiping world. That's what the RSPBA are tasked to do. And, yeah, to be honest, they do an incredible job. They run some of the best events in the bagpiping world. Come on. Our competitive season is second to none. It's simply incredible. And so to hear... That our own association is being investigated for possible financial irregularities? Really worrying. Now, yes, it's not a formal investigation, so I must stress that. That's not a full-blooded formal investigation with solicitors and everything. But it's still a preliminary investigation. It still has that word in there. Investigation. The very fact that they're asking questions in the first place is very concerning. Now, obviously, us on the Big Rab Show have asked the guys at RSPBA to get in contact with us. And again, we want to reflect their side of the story. But this has proven so difficult now that they're they're basically a closed shop. They're nearly point blank refusing to talk to us right now on anything to do about this. Now, yeah, obviously, our door is wide open. Anyone here on the Big Rab Show team can be contacted at any time. You can email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. And all of this, to be honest, it's coming from a point of concern. I did say that I'm sick to the back teeth talking about this, and it's for that same reason. I just wish this problem would go away and we can carry on with enjoying our music. Do you know what I mean? It's, It's about playing in that circle and enjoying it having the best time and hopefully lifting a wee trophy or a medal at the end of the day with your mates that's what this is about you know what i mean and all of this stuff about financial irregularities and you know uh, it's i don't know it's so disheartening it really is it's so depressing 
And I, ugh, every time I think about this, I just feel depressed and think this could go so much better. It could, it could be so much better. And all would really take would to get answers to some of the questions. Now, if those answers lead us somewhere, fine. You know, fine, so be it. But if not, if the answers say, well, here you go, here's your answer. Are you happy now? And you go, well, okay, fair enough. Right, okay, we're competing on Saturday then. Great, brilliant. But it's all the secrecy. It's all the cloak and dagger. It's all the, oh, well, tell them nothing. Tell them nothing. You know, I just I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. Us on The Big Rab Show, we really want to try and give both sides of this argument. And it's proving so difficult. It's honestly, this is the hardest story that we've had to cover because honestly there has been two sides to every argument and we normally do manage to provide both sides. You know, we normally are able to say this happened and then this guy says this, this guy says that. We normally give the two sides of the argument and then we give our position and what we think here in the Big Rab Show. Well, at the moment, the overriding feeling is absolute silence from RSPBA which is so depressing, it's ridiculous, because we have so many questions. Now, they tell us we can get answers at branch meetings. No, we can't, uh, because we've just seen an example of that. We've requested financial information and stuff like that to be published, you know, and so far, nothing. And that was a, that was a good while ago now. And if anything, someone had to take the gumption to actually record the meeting and... Uh, yeah, the recordings of that made its way to pipesdrums.com and we had all of the revelations that we had to talk about last year. So, <laughs> this is so messy. RSPBA, if anybody out there from the association is listening right now, please get in contact with us. We will certainly act under contract of anonymity. We will definitely keep your name out of it, but we really want to try and present your side of the story. At the moment, that's that's proving to be incredibly difficult. I do know that the association have a dedicated team of volunteers who do work tirelessly. You know, honestly, I can tell you now that a lot of the volunteers who work for the association uh, volunteer a crazy amount of time to piping and drumming to try and make our competitive year as smooth and as professional run as possible. And I can't sing their praises enough. However, the board of directors and the chief exec and all these other people who seem to be so reluctant to help and talk to us and give us answers to some of these big questions that your membership really wants to know, I just don't know what's going on. And that's what's so frustrating. People on social media are commenting and fighting backwards and forwards all the time and it's getting vicious now. It's nearly getting to the point where people are getting slanderous and that's dangerous because then you can almost be talking court cases and stuff here. Now, this is all getting a bit out of hand. So I would remind everyone out there listening to the podcast right now who possibly, like me, are so disheartened and very saddened by all of this. Whenever thinking about commenting on stuff on social media, please be mindful, you know, that the stuff that you're saying does have impact you know, the, the people that you're pointing the finger at and saying, oh, it's all your fault kind of thing, it does have an impact. But, you know, believe it or not, the, the, these things, this is a reality. It is happening at the moment and it is having a big detrimental impact to the bagpiping world. And, yeah, pouring petrol on the flames doesn't make them go away. 
you know, it only makes it worse. So, yeah, I do know a lot of people in the bagpiping world who are absolutely reluctant to talk about this situation for fear of reprisal. Now, obviously, us in the Big Rab Show, we're taking a huge gamble by talking about this story in the first place. Here we are, we've dedicated three episodes to it now, so you guys can't really accuse us of avoiding the big stories, uh, especially the controversial ones. Because this one, believe it or not, is a hot potato. A lot of people in the bagpiping world are even reluctant to hit like on a post or even a smiley face or something. They're reluctant even to hit that thumbs up button because they would immediately be associated with supporting a particular post or point of view. And in return, their band, their entire band could be blackballed whenever it comes to a competitive competition. That's the fear. I'm not saying it would happen, but that's the genuine fear out there, that if someone was to raise their head above the parapet and actually say something on the situation and say, well, hi, I think it's wrong, or hi, I think it's right, you should all shut up. Well, you know, to take that risk and to lift your head and say, hi, I think this is right, or I think it's wrong, you do run the risk of getting it chopped off by the association and saying, yep, yeah, the guy spoke there. Okay, sort of might come the next major. <laughs> I'm not saying it happens, but that's the genuine fear. People are genuinely scared of speaking up, and that's the overriding feeling here. RSPBA are terrified to talk because they don't want to put a foot wrong, and I can see that. I can really see that. They are employing uh, you say it best when you say nothing at all, and that's not the case with this one. You know, you need to come out and give us answers, folks, because saying nothing's making it worse. <laughs> and also, for bagpipers and drummers, they're also keeping silent on the whole thing and hoping that it'll go away. Well, the problem's still there. It's not going to go away if you ignore it. And that's the thing. You can sit in your band halls and have your opinions and moan to all your buddies about how crap the piping world is, but if you don't, you know, speak up and try to change it, then of course things are going to continue to get bad. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And at the moment, this situation just grinds and grinds and gets gradually worse and worse. And there's no winners here. And that's what I had to stress at all of this. There's no winners. Regardless of which way you peel this onion, it's still an onion. And, yeah, no one likes to eat raw onions. (laughs) What am I talking about? Onions! It's a horrible situation. If there is financial abnormalities, this has real implications for our association. If there will be a formal investigation, that honestly has possibly terrifying results for all of us in the bagpiping world. We could honestly result in not having an association. They could fold as a result of this, declare bankruptcy and close the doors. And our competitive season will be no more. There'll be no Scottish, no Euros, no UKs, there'll be no Worlds. There'll be no association controlling competitive piping and drumming here in the UK and perhaps around the world because the RSPBA is the governing body of most of the international branches. So this is genuinely worrying. When the RSPBA is the kingpin and it's now looking like it could possibly fall, I can't tell you how concerning that is as a bagpiping fan. Like, genuinely, it worries me. Like, I'm I'm a pipe band commentator, and I talk about this situation, but this is the first time, and I'm genuinely scared about things, thinking, 
this time next year, we might not have a competition season to talk about. This investigation could get launched formally, and we might not have an association at the end of this. It's genuinely concerning, and I know people think, oh, God, Rab, you're being melodramatic. Honestly, no, that is the one of the potential outcomes of this. If an investigation is formally launched by the charity regulator, they could lose everything. You know, if the decision goes the wrong way and they tell them, you know, too many financial implications here, too many dodgy dealings or whatever, you guys need to shut down. That's where we are. That's the reality of it. And it's so scary, to be honest, because the competitive piping world is the lifeblood of the bagpiping world here in Northern Ireland, and I've been involved in it since I'm no age, and it's been a generational thing for me and many other families. And the potential of losing that is genuinely scary. So on that happy note, (laughs) that's where we are at the minute, folks, at the end of part three of the headquarters redevelopment debacle. Yes, our headquarters has been redeveloped. It's all shiny and new. And RSPBA put out a big story, thanks to John Hughes, who told us, Yes, lads, we have a new headquarters. Lovely soundproofed walls and all. New paint job and all. It looks class. We've got a place to put trophies and all. New fancy seats and all. A big computer system and all. It's class. We love our new office. It's brilliant. And everyone else is left scratching their head thinking, What? What? Where'd you just get the money for that? All right, guys, I am honestly sick to the back teeth talking about this. I know that sounds ultra aggressive. I am genuinely scared the direction our bagpiping world is going at the moment. It concerns me greatly. And uh, I really wish this story would go away. I want it to stop. I want to be able to talk about competitive piping and drumming again. And uh, the positive side of the bagpiping world. This has been such a negative episode thanks to this topic. I can forgive you for hitting fast forward or skipping to the end. Uh, it's been truly horrible. Uh, it's not a nice situation. I would love to know your guys' opinions on this, of course. And don't worry, if you want to be kept anonymous, you will be. Uh, you can email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com And again, if any of you guys out there in the association want to get in contact with us to try and help tell your story, tell us just what's going on. At the moment, you can email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. And again, we will keep it completely anonymous. It just would be good to get something in the way of an answer to any of these questions at all. Give me something. I'm trying to help you guys. Uh, I think, what was that word again? Exacerbated? That's the word I want to use. There you go. All right. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks a million for tuning in this week. It's been quite a dark episode. Next week, we will bring you coverage from Winterstorm. We'll have interviews with some of the prize winners and on the ground. I, I can't wait for next week's episode because it's going to be such uh, a counter a counter one to the, you know, uh, can't even talk. It's going to be so different from this one, which is so depressive. But next week, we're going to perk things up and celebrate piping and drumming with amazing coverage from Winterstorm. What an awesome event it is. So, yeah. Uh, If you haven't subscribed already, please do consider hitting that subscribe button so each and every week you'll get a little bing 
a little notification to let you know that I have uploaded another one. Like I said, get your comments into us, suggestions for topic of the week, and things that you guys want to talk about. Email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Don't forget to send us in your voicemails as well. We love those voicemails. Okay, also, don't forget to check us out on Patreon. Honestly, your support over there on Patreon is gratefully received. And uh, yeah, we've got some real cool exclusive stuff back there on our Patreon page that you guys will want to check out. Uh, So yeah, check us out, The Big Rab Show on Patreon. For just five bucks, you get tons of extra stuff. Okay, guys, that's it. I am out the door. Don't forget to check us out on social media throughout the rest of the week. And we'll see you right here on the podcast next week. All the best. Well... That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com for all of your merch and to be kept up to date with all the news, views and chat throughout the week. Also, check us out on Patreon and become some of the Patreon faithful for loads of extra content for just $5 a month. Until next time, guys, thanks for checking out the Rab Show podcast, and we'll see you all next week. All the best. <laughs>